0: Each episode of this podcast will be a bit different, which shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone considering who's making this thing. My name's Jay, introvert extraordinaire and procrastinator extreme, and I really, really hate the sound of my own voice. So I figured, why not make a podcast forcing me to have to listen to the jarring timbre of my own vocals, yeah? And no, that doesn't mean I'm going to sing. That would be weird but I am going to read random things I've written over the years. Sometimes poems, sometimes short stories, sometimes journal entries, essays, or just random thoughts, feelings, insights, and whatnot that come to me at, you guessed it, typically three in the morning. The topics will range from personal beliefs to random commentary on past and current pop culture, to books I've read or music I love, To interesting things I've learned, to my take on various forms of fiction and literature, or taboo tropes I adore or despise in particular fiction, to, well, really just about anything. I also like to add in a word of the day to help broaden our vocabulary skills and even provide inspiration which can strike at any time for any reason. And, as a disclaimer and trigger warning of sorts, most of this is unscripted and uncensored, so expect quirky, raw, honest, and undoubtedly controversial material to randomly pop up and be discussed. Or simply pop up. No discussion needed. If you like what you hear, then share this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, random stranger me on the train, and subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are released. I'm going to try getting them out on Thursdays, with an occasional Sunday thrown in if I'm feeling up to it. You can also drop me a voice message on Anchor with questions or suggestions. Hello, hello, and welcome to our first episode of Haunttoberfest, my month-long feature event. For the next 31 days of October, I will be showcasing books of the ghoulish, freakish, terrifying, disturbing, and macabre. I will be accompanying these freakish delights with musical recommendations and, if I'm able, entire playlists of music that inspires the mood. I've also decided to group each week by a theme to give my selections focus and some semblance of coherence. For week one, our theme is called Murder Goes a Long Way. Now, how I interpreted that is by finding books about obviously murder, murder mysteries, serial killers, murderers, kidnappings, and, you know, things of the general similar vein. Um, I guess cannibals would also work. Yeah, because they're also killers. So, you know, things like that, you know, that sort of vibe, um, Yeah. And with the kidnappings, the reason I figured that would work is because very often they lead to murder somehow, you know, either when the person becomes of no more use to them or if it's the creepy pedophilic kidnappings then it's when they're too old and, you know, all of that kind of thing. So yeah, basically that sort of vibe. Um you know i suppose even um murder centric crime could work too you know like csi vibes criminal behavioral analysis uh yeah, hannibal dexter house you know that sort of thing um yeah so since this week is short you know, only three days for the actual month, I'll only be sharing three books with you this time. However, starting next week, we'll be having seven books. Seven, seven books each episode. Um, so by week five, we'll have finished all 31 days. Let's get started, shall we? (laughs) Our first book is called The Institute, and it's a novel by Stephen King. The page count is about 561 pages, and the synopsis goes something like this. In the middle of the night, in a house on a quiet street in suburban Minneapolis, intruders silently murder Luke Ellis's parents and load him into a black SUV. The operation takes less than two minutes. Luke will wake up at the Institute, in a room that looks just like his own, except there's no window. And outside his door are other boys, behind which are other kids with special talents, telekinesis and telepathy, who got to this place the same way Luke did. Kalisha, Nick, George, Iris, and ten-year-old Avery Dixon. They are all in the front half. Others, Luke learns, graduated to back half, like the Roach Coach Hotel, Kalisha says. You check in, but you don't check out. In this most sinister of institutions, the director, Mrs. Sigsby, and her staff are ruthlessly dedicated to extracting from these children the force of their extra normal gifts there are no scruples here. If you go along, you get tokens for the vending machines. If you don't, punishment is brutal. As each new victim disappears to back half, Luke becomes more and more desperate to get out and get help. But no one has ever escaped from the Institute." Yeah, that one sounds interesting now, doesn't it? Um, so, to continue on, <laughs> uh, the book is completed in and of itself, so it is a one shot standalone kind of thing, it's just the one. Um, to my knowledge, I don't think there's any sequel or prequels to it. Uh, my thoughts on the book and or what caught my eye about it well, first off, that synopsis is delicious um, definitely something that I would be interested in. It's got like a almost sci-fi vibe as well as, of course, the horror aspect. So yeah, like what's not to love? Um, also, the cover for the book that I saw was really kind of stunning. I love the colors for it. Um, the one that I have is uh, the cover of essentially where the Institute is. It's... A train essentially it's one of the um it's one of the cars on the train, and you see that the entire car has been made up to look like the inside of the boy's room. You see this little dark figure of the boy sitting on the bed and it's you know on the tracks, and i you, know, you you get from the sort of imagery that it's moving, you know. And like I said, it's just it's just a stunning picture. Whoever made the cover design did a really good job. But besides that, um, you know, th- to be honest with you, this book was actually a suggestion from my mom, whom you all got to meet last week or earlier this week. I don't even know exactly when this thing came out, but um, yeah, you know, she suggested it because she knew I love of Stephen King works and i haven't read this one yet at all so i don't have any like oh what did i like about the book situations because i haven't read it but like i said that synopsis sounds really promising and you know listen i figure everything stephen king is an automatic should read during october so that's why i chose it um if i can i might try to pick this one up to read for myself during this month um, if not, then I'm definitely going to pick it up anyway, because like I said, it sounds really, really good. Um, So you can find this book yourself, undoubtedly, at any bookseller. But, you know, of course, the usual suspects, Um, you know, big chains like Amazon, Book Depository, um, Barnes and Nobles, Better Book Worlds, and, you know, the like, like things, you know, likely places like that. Um, I'm sure they'll have it in their inventory and um, I do know for a fact you can get it on Kindle, Audible, paperback, and hardcover formats Uh, and there's probably others as well so yeah that's it for my first selection. Our second book is called The Handyman and it's a novel by Bentley Little so this one's a little shorter Its page count is about 334 pages, and its synopsis is very vague, I'm going to be honest with you, Um, but here we go. So the synopsis. Daniel Martin has never forgotten his childhood encounters with Frank Watkins, the man who built his family a summer home out of cardboard and plywood. Frank's gaze was oddly confusing, as if he was attempting to discern the proper way to behave because he didn't know how to respond in a human manner. Since Frank obviously wasn't an alien, young Daniel thought maybe the man was crazy. In the end, Daniel would learn the terrifying truth about Frank Watkins, and as an adult, Daniel is about to discover there are more of them out there. So, like I said, the, the the synopsis is very vague. Um, I got serial killer vibes, but apparently it's like not just that, it's like other things as well. So I'm like, okay then. Um, But yeah, so is the book completed? Yes, it's completed. It, just like before, it's a standalone one shot. So, you know, you read it and that's it. There's no sequel, prequel, or series or anything like that um as i said my thoughts on the book um this is another one i haven't read yet um but it sounds fascinating like i said the vagueness of it actually gives a lot more away than one would expect it just it sounds creepy um the description like i said doesn't do much for it you know it really doesn't really do the justice that it deserves but the but the reviews on Goodreads really paints a vivid picture of something I'm sure to find quite brow raising um i you know listen i'm i'm hearing I'm hearing all kinds of crazy like it's given me some stranger things, vibes, and everything so like listen there's more to it than meets the eye um also the cover of this book is. Yeah, it does it for me. Like this, this cover is pretty disturbing. Um, it's it, it ramps up the creepy factor to like a ten. So, to describe the cover, um, it's this dilapidated house. You know, very dark, dark color scheme. You know, dark blacks, um, dingy reds and dingy yellows and like it it looks like something is decaying like the book looks like it is decaying it's really creepy and like I said it's this little house I guess it's the house the summer home that um Frank Watkins built and then this creepy you know silhouetted picture of like this nondescript man's face in the background hovering there you know it's it's, it's creepy it's, it's it's creepy um you know, like I said, this one definitely sounds like a keeper to me. So, um, yeah, definitely a recommendation. Hopefully, if and when I read it, uh, I'll be able to give you guys a like a stellar review of it. Uh, but from just synopsis alone and, you know, first impressions, it looks like a keeper. So once again, this one you should be able to find um, pretty much anywhere, you know, like any any major bookseller, you know, um, I know definitely, you know, the big chains, the big online chains will have it. But um, who knows, you know, maybe you can check out your local libraries, um, independent sellers and stuff. They might have it in their um, selection as well. And just like the previous book, you can get it on Kindle, Audible, paperback, hardcover and the like. And now for our final book for this episode. (sighs) Exquisite Corpse. So this novel, oh yes, this novel is by Poppy Z. Bright. Ah, okay. So I know in the horror community, there is a sort of, um, there's like a bit of a schism. You either love Poppy Oh, you really don't. There's no in between. I fall into the first category. Poppy Z. Bright is a little bit of my childhood, which is probably why I'm so fucked up as an adult now, but that's fine. Listen, um, Poppy's, Poppy's messed up. Like, let's just put it that way. Poppy is, that is a sick and twisted mind that that one's got there, which is undoubtedly why I gravitated to this author. From since the get-go so I'm not gonna give any sort of like background history sort of thing on the authors because that would just make these episodes way longer than they should but with poppy I will say this much so poppy Z bright I don't actually even remember the um, full details of the name so I'm going to look that up for you right now so that I have that information in front of me so that I'm not using the wrong name. Okay. All right. So Poppy Z Bright is a trans man. Um, you know, I Poppy Z Bright was the professional name. I don't actually know if it was his real name it was probably it was probably his pen name um which is why i still use it i don't think it's his dead name at all i'm sh- I, I, I at least i said i don't think so i don't think so i don't think we ever really knew his real name um well his his dead name oh my god this is so confusing okay i don't think we ever knew his dead name which was his birth name at the time I know him as Poppy Z. Bright. He later transitioned. And now goes by the name Billy Martin. Mr. Martin, which is his real name, has been sort of failing me as a writer. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. It's like the nicest way I could put it. Um, I think that's probably why... Even though Poppy Z. Bright might be kind of a bit like his dead name. I don't know. I don't think so. But it it may be referring to more of when he was a female kind of situation. Um, But for me, I don't like Billy Martin's work at all. Like, I really don't. I don't. I do not like it. It doesn't work for me. It does nothing. Okay, however, as Poppy's bright, oh my God. So that is the reason why I'm going to refer to him as Poppy. Um, you know, I will use his proper pronouns and everything. That's not that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pronoun him incorrectly or anything like that. I'm just I'm just saying I'm going to refer to him as Poppy. Because I think that is his pen name, regardless of what his real name is now. Okay, okay, all right. I'm just, just wanted to put that out there right then and there, so that you understand. I am in no way being disrespectful or whatever. I am just explaining. His work is Poppy Z Bright. Is the the original Poppy Z Bright works is exquisite. This is the pure, top-notch, gory, disturbing, fucked-up shit that I love. That's the best way to put it. I, I, I have no other way of putting it. Um, I think I have read every single book by Poppy Z. Bright from back in the day. Like, you know, before, before he transitioned i think i I think I read and own every single book that's 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 what I'm talking about, <laughs> okay. I had trouble picking only one um for this event because I would use every single one not gonna lie um okay okay listen let's get back let's get back to this novel I needed to like i said i needed to give out that little bit of like. Um, bibliography on the author first because listen mm, mm. so the page count 334 pages so it's another 300 pager okay the synopsis to serial slayer Andrew Compton murder is an art the most intimate art after feigning his own death to escape from prison Compton makes his way to the United States with the sole ambition of bringing his art to new heights. Tortured by his own perverse desires and drawn to possess and destroy young boys, Compton inadvertently joins forces with Jay Brine, a desolate playboy who has pushed his art to limits even Compton hadn't previously imagined. Together, Compton and Brine set their sights on an exquisite young Vietnamese-American runaway, Tran, who they deem to be the perfect victim. Swiftly moving from the grimy streets of London's Piccadilly Circus to the decadence of the New Orleans French Quarter and punctuated by rants from radio talk show host lush rimbard aka luke ramson trans ex-lover who is dying of aids and and who intends to wreak ultimate havoc before leaving this world exquisite corpse unfolds into a labyrinth of murder and love ultimately all four characters converge on a singular bloody night after which their lives will be irreparably changed or terminated. Poppy Z. Bright dissects the landscape of torture and invites us into the mind of a killer. Exquisite Corpse confirms Bright as a writer who defies categorization. It is a novel for those who dare trespass where the sacred and profane become one. Listen, <laughs> if that didn't disturb you already, I don't know what else would. Okay, so listen. Is this one completed? Oh, it's done. There's nothing that could possibly come after or before this monstrosity. And now, for my thoughts. Oh, this book is gross. <laughs> it's really, truly nasty and horrible, and filthy, and sick in the head. And gods, I love it. (laughs) Listen, this one is most definitely not for the faint of heart or those who don't like graphic gore. This book is unapologetically disturbing beyond reason. And for those of us with half as twist of mind with half as twisted a mind as I, just. You'll find yourself sitting down for one wild and perverted ride, okay? This is an unflinching and unapologetic love story between two cannibalistic serial killers who meet and go out hunting together. I've always been fascinated by the psychosis of such minds and what drives them to do what they do. So when I discovered in my tender youth a book about a serial killer meeting another serial killer and what happens thereafter. Listen. If all of my Hannibal and Hannah and murder husbands gushing over the past few months, hasn't prepared you for my taste in books and other forms of media, I don't know what else will, okay? This is truly one of the more gruesome books I own, okay? I'm I'm putting it out there. I have several, but this is definitely one of them, okay? If you want to be disturbed, trust me, you will be with this book. Now, what did I like about it? um, like literally everything. (laughs) Uh, you know, although I think the utter depths of despair and filthy decadence oozing from every page of this novel is what really had me going from start to finish. But, um, you know what? I'll share some of my favorite quotes with you now. I have them written down. So let's see. Okay. So these are some of my favorite quotes from this book. The first one. I'm your nightmare. Did you think you were done with nightmares? Now you've become one. (laughs) The next one. And what was I if not death's ghostwriter? Yeah, man, there's some great shit in here. Okay, next one. It was like discovering that your innermost fires and terrors, the thing you believed no one else could fathom, were in fact the basis of a recognized philosophy. Some part of you felt intimately invaded, threatened. Some other part fell to its knees and sobbed in gratitude that it was no longer alone. Yeah, I resounded very strongly with that one when I read it as a kid just just saying okay next one last one actually never relinquish your terrors that's when they'll catch you okay um so yeah so this one here you could probably find once again well then again i don't know i would not be surprised if this book has been banned yeah um but it should be fa- it sh- you should be able to find it um in most of the big chain sellers i would say i don't think little bookstores or um independent bookstores will have this just sitting there on their shelves they might don't get me wrong i'm just not sure if they would um likewise you know i haven't really been s- also saying your library, but I think it's because it depends on your library, like the selection of libraries usually cater to their community, so if your community is not one that would like this sort of shit, um I highly doubt you're gonna find these books there, but you might find the the two before in the horror section you might this one I don't know this one is this one's pushing it so it's possible but um I know you can definitely get this on Amazon probably book depository and a books maybe I would say check those out if nothing else um better book worlds might have it maybe yeah anyway that's for our bookish showcasing um, I hope you guys liked the selections that I have chosen. If you have read any of them, let me know. Um, You can hit me up on Twitter, you know my handle, at a moment's silence. And uh, yeah, you know, you can let me know if you read the books, if you like them, if you didn't like them, if you've been traumatized by them, if you have fond memories of them like I do, at least for the one. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you know, you you know, share around what books you would read Um, since this is the beginning of October. Happy Halloween. Yes, I know. Halloween isn't for another 30 days, but guess what? Every day is Halloween in October. Okay. Yeah, let's get to our musical selection. Why don't we? <laughs> but first, a message from our sponsors. Oh, and by the way, if you'd like to support me and this podcast, head on over to Anchor and click that support button to become a greatly appreciated supporter of this project. No amount is too small or too large, and all proceeds will help keep inspiration strikes, typically three in the morning, up and running, for the foreseeable future. So become a subscriber today if the inspiration strikes you. Now, let's continue on with some music, shall we? Right then. So, um, going to be entirely honest with you. As I mentioned in the announcement for when I, you know, decided I was going to do Haunttoberfest over a podcast, uh, I always ran this event on a blog, which was easier for a lot of reasons. For one, I could just link to the music that I want to share with you guys. I can't really do that now. I mean, I guess I, I guess I'll put a link, I, I guess I'll put a link in the description, but I mean, fuck, this is, mm, I don't, I don't actually know how I'm going to share with you the music because I would like you all to actually hear it, but I can't do that because then that would be copyright infringement. And that is not how I go down with things. I mean, listen, I might be a pirate in other ways, but... mm, Okay, so then listen. I will come up with a better way to do this for next week. For right now, I am just going to, I guess, tell you the songs that I thought of when I thought of the theme, Murder Goes a Long Way. Um, hopefully when this goes out and you guys hear it on the 1st of October, I will have a link to a playlist, like an actual playlist that I will make for you guys that you can enjoy. And it will have these songs on it and hopefully more, but like I said, I will figure out how to do this better come next week. I just honestly, I don't know now. Because I would like to talk about it or let you guys hear it or something. Otherwise, this second half of the episode is going to be extraordinarily short. Um, but such it is. You know. Such it is. Um, so, uh, for the songs that I've chosen, they're in no order right now because uh, like I said, hopefully... Hopefully there will be a playlist attached to this episode um, in the description. Just click on it, and then you'll be able to go to I don't know Spotify, Spotify or YouTube or something. I'm not sure where I'm going to make this playlist for you guys yet, but um, like I said, hopefully it'll be there and it'll be in an actual order. For now, I'm just reading it off, whatever. So here are the songs that I have: um, "Cannibal" by Kesha. Uh, Secret by The Pierces, Psycho Killer, the 2005 remastered version by Talking Heads, Bury a Friend by Billy Eilish, Miss Murder by AFI, and probably Prelude 1221 by AFI as well, Um, Revenge and a little bit more by Unlike Pluto cold 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 by cage the elephant and kill me bury me by 30 seconds to mars uh like i said we shall see if i add on more songs i probably will but those are the ones that i kind of have that i'm gonna play around with and figure out what order they sound best in as of right now um Yeah, like I said, I uh, this was a lot easier to do and also a bit more fun, too, because I had pictures and stuff like that. Uh. All right, listen, I will find out how to make this more interesting for next week. For now, this is all I got. Um, If you want to, like I said, if when you hear this episode, there is no link to music in the description then I mean you can go ahead and find these songs yourself. I'm sure they are on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, 8Tracks, what have you. You know, I'm sure you can find it online um, to be able to listen to. And, yeah. Ugh. Definitely need to find a way to make this more exciting. I'll figure it out somehow. At any rate, that's it for this week's episode. Like I said, it's a bit of a miscellaneous, not miscellaneous, but it's just like a little out there because it's, it's a short one. Um, but starting next week, we will have a full fledged episode, seven books and a proper playlist. We, we just have to proper playlist, or maybe I will have a song for each book. Ooh, yes, maybe I will do that. Okay, so then I, I, I have an idea now. Listen, you guys will see and figure out everything later. Okay? Okay. Love y'all. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, happy October, as I've said before. Uh, listen, let you freak out and just enjoy life to the best of your ability as you can. But be safe. Wear your fucking mask if you have to be out. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick to other people. Don't be a dick to yourself. And um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Catch you next week. Cheers. for listening and I hope to see you all back here for another episode next week or the week after or the week after that. Listen, how about we not make any promises and just say see you again another time, yeah? Cheers. Mm